Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes. Zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Heidi Murkoff, and I'm a mom on a mission, a mission to help you know what to expect every step of the way. I don't know this for a fact, but I have a hunch that ever since there have been moms, there has been mom guilt. That nagging feeling that no matter what we do for our little ones, it's never quite enough. No, today's moms didn't invent mom guilt, but we have gotten really, really good at it. We feel guilty about everything we do and everything we don't do. Today, Emma and I, both guilty of mom guilt, are taking on this beast of an emotion to figure out what's normal, what's not, and what we can do about it. With the help of our best resource of all, the What to Expect community, Sarah... What to Expect Community Director is joining us again with questions and insights from our amazing moms. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Heidi. Hi, Emma. Hi, love. Ah, So excited to be here again, especially with this topic of mom guilt, which we see impacting moms in so many different ways. We posted a call out on our Instagram and in our community to see what's affecting moms today. So we found out a lot. (laughs) 
Yeah. That we probably (laughs) mostly knew. But one thing is that mom guilt actually starts before you officially become a mom for a lot of women. We're overthinkers, overanalyzers, micromanagers from way back. And so we come up with a birth plan. And when things don't go according to plan, and by the way, we do have to rename the birth plan (laughs) because... Yes. (laughs) Unless you're writing it in pencil, it's so not going to go down that way. Anyway, we can't control the birth of our baby, but sometimes moms feel guilty about the kind of birth that they end up having. I mean, Sarah, you've probably heard a lot about that in the community. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's so many times where you think, like you said, you have a birth plan, you're going to have a natural labor, or you end up having an epidural or even a C-section. Yeah. And this isn't new, I have to say. C-sections were considered by moms. I would get these pained letters saying, I had a C-section, I failed myself, I failed my baby, I failed my partner, as if birth were a test that you could pass or fail, which of course it is not. You know, a successful birth is one where the mom and baby are both healthy. You know, honestly, for me, like when I was in labor with Sebastian, like five weeks early, I was guilty that I failed him by my body failed him by having him come too soon. And I was like, I ruined his pregnancy experience. He doesn't get to stay inside me and stay safe and warm in there. I felt guilty literally in that hospital bed, which I had zero control over. And I felt that guilt, like it was my fault. And your water broke, so you had no choice. Yeah, my water broke. There was nothing I could do. My body was doing it for me. And that was hard. So another thing that we heard a lot about just in this never-ending wave of mom guilt was around feeding. That was something that a lot of moms said they're having guilt around, whether it's like breastfeeding or all that. And Emma, I know I've heard you talk about that a little bit before. Yeah. So for me, I wasn't able to produce milk. So I felt like I was failing as a mom in like the eyes of society, at least. My whole goal was to breastfeed. I didn't buy bottles. You know, I didn't buy a pump. I wasn't prepared for like what my body was going to throw at me. I felt so much guilt for both kids. On my second one, I felt guilt, not only for my son, but also I felt like I was failing my husband. So it was just a lot. And the worst part I'll never forget was Lennox. I took him to one mommy and me class and I quit that day because everyone pulled out their breast and I pulled out a bottle of formula, you know, and I felt like, oh, they're totally judging me. I'm, I'm, there's something wrong. Yeah. I think that's so common with the mom groups because I felt the same way. Like I could breastfeed with one baby and not the other. And then they would have like special sessions where lactation consultants would come in and help all the breastfeeding moms. And I would just like want to go cry in the corner. Yeah, exactly. And of course, as we always say on what to expect, there's no shame in the feeding game. So that's something we always have to remember. I just had a mom say to me on Facebook that she hated breastfeeding both times. And she's now pregnant again with her third. And she's feeling guilty that she doesn't want to do it again. I had another mom who just told me yesterday that she was racked with guilt over the struggles she was having with breastfeeding, listened to our breastfeeding podcast, which you guys can all go back and listen to, and felt so much better. And I feel like this is one area where guilt is pervasive, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, there are moms who who hate pumping and they want to quit pumping. They feel guilty. 
Emma, we had to do an intervention with you to get you to I stop I almost pumping. lost my nipple from um, mastitis. I had some mastitis so many times. But in that case, I was just on a mission to make milk regardless of the consequences. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. so another major theme for our moms are difficulty around childcare and the time spent away for your little one. So many moms said going back to work, working too much. It starts with like the base of feeling guilty about work in general. And then just every day there's something tied to that that, you know, makes moms feel like they're not doing enough. Exactly. By the way, you can feel this way working from home. And a lot of moms have been working at home. In fact, I kind of think that it's it's in so many ways harder because you can't separate your two jobs. Oh, it's so hard. And then there's also, you know, guilt around sending kids to daycare or whatever childcare that you go with. I think every decision is is really tough along the way. You question, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. When I'm working at home on my computer and Lennox is like, hey, can we draw? And I'm like, oh God, I have to do this right now. So I feel guilty. Like I can't give him that attention because he knows I'm here. So yeah, it's almost harder when you're at home because it's like double guilt, you know? Yeah, and it's, yeah. Hard, it's hard to compartmentalize. And with daycare, you know, if you find good quality daycare, there are a lot of pluses there. Kids get a lot of social interaction that they otherwise wouldn't. They also beef up their immune system, but they are very, very resilient. And we have to remember that. Yeah, I think, Emma, what you said about that double guilt, like you said, Heidi, so many moms are working from home now, and it's just like another level when your child is right there looking at you like, mom, why aren't you paying attention to me versus if they're actually outside of the home? Exactly. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about parenting guilt in general, because we had so many moms write in with different forms of that. Basically, there's a million different ways to feel guilty. Oh my gosh. Well, Sebastian is like a a walking ER visit. The first time when he was like 16 months old, I was letting him play with (laughs) bottles like he was giving them to me and he dropped it and he sloshed his leg. I had to call 911 when the ambulance and I felt so much guilt. Yeah. Well, what, I mean, seriously, what are you going to do? Bubble wrap the guy? I, but like I, Lennox never had one stitch right. knock on wood, which, but like Sebby's like a walking yard. Which visit. shows that you don't need to feel guilty about this because it's more about Sebby's personality. Yeah. He's just a real go-getter. Exactly. <laughs> Lennox is a little more cautious. Yeah, I think it's hard, you know, whenever your kids get hurt, like my son broke his leg and I it was the most traumatic thing in the world. Like it's just whenever your kids are hurt, it hurts yeah. you. Like you yeah, feel exactly. their pain. Like it hurts so much. And then you have the guilt on top of that. Yes. Also, we, you know, we talk about feeling anger when your kids won't go to sleep. I mean, who can't relate to that? Like when you're just so exhausted. Oh my God. Yes, I can relate to that. What about guilt over the pandemic? and its impact on kids. You know, they feel guilty that the kids aren't having the normal social interactions. I was saying this the other day, Sebi's too. His whole life has basically been inside during this pandemic. The first real year where he's like alert and cognizant of like life, like what's happening, has been inside. And I feel bad. But again, kids are resilient. Yes, yes. And they are getting more time with you. Yeah, and they're handling it better than adults are. 
Okay, so this is a big one. Screen time, mom guilt. Both having kids watch so much and also you yourself being on your phone. One of our moms said she feels guilt around letting kids watch TV while she gets things done or specifically while she's making food and, you know, her baby's crying or whatever. You know, I think this happens all the time, right? Uh, Yes. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's hard not to feel guilty when your baby cries, but... The reality is you are a mother in the real world where chores have to get done, food has to get made, and eaten, you have to eat. And sometimes that can't wait, and that's important. Yeah, or shower. I feel like it's a sign of the times in a sense. I felt guilty for a long time about screen time for them, but now this is what's normal. As the years go on, like technology is becoming such a focal point of life. And I think that what Sebi is watching on his iPad, he'll watch things in Arabic or he'll watch things like they're educational. And I really do notice him repeating things that he learned from his app. So if I can't give him that full attention that he needs in that moment, at least he's learning something. It's a balancing act, right? Like you're like, okay, I need to have this time, but... How much time? I feel like I take it day by day. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, there are days when you need to rely on that more than other days. And that's totally fine. So another topic that I know we want to talk about is siblings and the guilt around siblings, which I think is never ending. (laughs) It's a never ending battle, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. My favorite story is that I got went into labor with Sebastian and it was the morning and I was like, Lennox has to go to school. He has to have a normal li- a normal morning. So I literally sat there with contractions, making him sausage, making him breakfast. And then I insisted on driving myself to the hospital in labor. Don't do that. So my husband could take him to school so he could have a normal day. And I drove myself to the hospital. They're like, who took you here? I was like, I took myself. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. So, oh, God, so not, so not. Yeah, I know. So understandable, but so not true. And a lot of moms worry about having a second baby and how that, or a third baby, and how that's going to impact their relationship with their first baby. I had a mom on Facebook say that she feels guilty about not having enough time for her first baby. Totally normal. Or I remember you had a hard time thinking about loving another baby as much as you loved Lennox. And I tell this to moms all the time. You love them differently because they are different Very people true. with different personalities, but you love them equally. There is enough love in your heart. I think a mom on my Facebook page summed up what so many moms feel. And that's never feeling good enough. Something else that someone said on Facebook was she goes to bed every night thinking about all the things that she should have done different or better. That's the kind of guilt that we need to let go of. Always think about tomorrow. Go to bed, not thinking about what happened during this day because this day is over. You know, tomorrow's another day. We have so much pressure on ourselves, but we have to remember the limitations of our species, right? We're humans, humoms, if you want. Humoms. (laughs) We're going to call ourselves humoms. And we do have superpowers, but we're still only human. And we can always try harder, but we won't ever achieve perfection or even anything approximating perfection. And I think that's really important to remember. Emma, remember what we used to say when you guys were little. We would say, 
what's the best you can do? And you would answer. The best I can do. The best I can do. The best you can do is the best you can do. And and sometimes you would just say, a best. A best. A best. (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. (laughs) Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Another thing I wanted to bring up that moms run into when their babies start to grow into toddlers, so if you're not there yet, it could be coming, is feeling guilty about having your own meltdown. So losing your temper or yelling or feelings of resentment. 
Oh, I do that shit all the time. Afterwards, I say, I'm sorry I yelled. Yeah. I'm, yep. you know, mommy That's has important. a lot of big feelings. Because they need to know that you're only human as well. Yeah. And they yeah. need to, to know that when you lose your temper, you apologize and all's good. And a more positive approach, actually, instead of feeling guilty about yelling, is to take a beat, take a beat. As you said, apologize, hug, do something together. Because sometimes guilt itself gives you like the perfect excuse not to do something positive because you're already feeling guilty about it. But in fact, you can put a positive spin on it. You can use the guilt for good because guilt is inevitable. I mean, we all have it, it but it can fester if you allow it to build up. So, in, you know, instead try to turn it into something positive and break the cycle instead of just like sitting on it and letting it stew. We also asked moms where they find comfort and support from, like when the mom guilt comes on and they really had some great answers. So many of them said they talk with their friends, family, other moms they trust and use that as an outlet. Emma, who do you go to for support? Uh, My mom. None of my friends have kids, so it's really hard. Sometimes I go to social media and then I feel like some of my followers I've kind of connected with. But usually I go to my mom. Or your dad. Or my dad. (laughs) We heard a lot about supportive husbands, right? One mom said her husband told her, you can't compare yourself to other moms. You don't know what their struggles or challenges are. Oh, yeah. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. And that's what we're talking about. And her own mom also told her, you're the best mom for your kids. Mm -hmm. That's a really important message because nobody is better Nobody is better at parenting your children than you are. You are the best mom they ever had, literally. Literally. (laughs) And sometimes our moms say that obviously they need to just talk to their therapist, right? I love to hear that because it's so important to know when it's too much to handle on your own. Sometimes a mood disorder that hasn't been diagnosed or hasn't been properly treated, you know, can exacerbate the guilt and... That's really hard to get over on your own. And that's when you know, you should know to reach out. And and that's one positive step that you can take. I've done it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And, you know, someone said it helps to know other moms feel this way too. That's that's why we are doing this. That is so helpful to me. If someone has the same thing, you feel immediately better. Like, it just gives me this, like, blanket of comfort. Another positive step that moms talked about was baby hugs. I would argue hugs in general, but that that can help you get over a lot of those feelings. Any negative feelings, you just melt into a hug. And I also want to empower you to realize that not all mom guilt is a bad thing. Well-placed guilt, the right amount of the right kind of guilt is actually good for you. I mean, if you think about it, emotionally healthy people will always feel some guilt. Children feel guilt. You know, when they do something wrong, they feel guilty about it. That means we're raising empathetic little people because when we're empathetic and we can put someone else's feelings ahead of our own, that's sort of the foundation of guilt. So that kind of guilt is not a bad thing. That's what nurturing actually takes. And it it can in many ways make us more productive, you know, better citizens, more responsible. And in a way, it's kind of fundamental to being a good parent. Um, But when it consumes us, it can actually become counterproductive. Like, I can't be good enough, so why bother trying? You know, that kind of guilt. Or if it leads to resentment, I never have time for myself, so I resent my kids and my partner. So I think like everything else, and whether it's screen time, whatever, 
it's about finding balance, like anything else in your life and especially in your parenting life. One of the best things that we can do to feel better is to do something nice for ourselves. Yeah. So we asked our moms, what was one nice thing that they planned to do for themselves this week? And I love these responses. Some of these ideas feel like really small things, but you know, as busy moms, like you said earlier, Emma, just getting a shower is like a big win sometimes. So I'm going to go run through the list and we can kind of talk about our thoughts on this. And this may or may not be intentional, but the first one I have on the list is going to Target for one hour. Dangerous for Emma. Heaven. (laughs) Yeah, except for my credit card. But, oh God, that sounds amazing. Just to like browse, not the toy section. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of our moms said that they do just to kind of take some time for themselves is to paint their nails really brings you so much happiness, right? Uh, Yeah, it really does. But also helps with anxiety. It's kind of like the paint by numbers things. Like it's Mm -hmm. just like soothing. Oh, that would be soothing. Yeah. I did a paint by number of myself. Oh my gosh. You can get these paint by number kits of like photos. And for our anniversary, I got the first picture I sent Simon. It was a super sexy selfie. And I painted it paint by numbers. It was literally the most relaxing moment I've had this year. I was so sad when it was over, but it's so easy. Like you can get one of your baby and just paint it. It's amazing. That's so cool. So uh, we also have on the list taking a bath. And then a lot of, like I said, a lot of women said washing their hair, showering, Mm -hmm. but like a bath is like the ultimate, right? I love baths. That's the treat. (laughs) How about going for a walk? Emma, I feel like you're big into doing the family walk. Yeah, but I take walks with my kids. Like I I need a little we time. Because I don't think, you know, me time always has to be just me, but it can be we too. If it's really fun and relaxing and a family walk can be that. Maybe not with Sebi, but Mm -hmm. with Lennox. (laughs) It's not relaxing at all. (laughs) Lennox wants to talk about video games the whole time and they want me to put them in trees. It's not that relaxing. Don't you love pretending you're interested in video game talk? I'm like, oh, uh-huh, God. Uh-huh, amazing. Uh-huh. I love Lennox <laughs> just go off and I'm like, really? No way. Yeah, totally. I got a lot of comments that said wine in all caps. Like, just <laughs> yeah. Pass the wine. Um, another one we had was taking a nap, which is so hard to do. I do that every single day. Every do single you? day when Sebi naps, because I am tired and I nap for like 30 minutes and I'm good. That's so good. And then another one on here was reading, which I just, a lot of times I like to listen to Audible or podcasts. I mean, that's pretty much my reading time, I think. I don't know. What about you guys? Uh, unless there's pictures like a magazine, like my mind will be too racing and going places. That doesn't relax me. I had to read what to expect when you're expecting to her because that was the only way. True. (laughs) And then also someone said just going to her therapist was, you know, that me time, which kind of love to hear that, right? Going anywhere. (laughs) Lennox is, when I pick up Lennox, I have to get in there an hour early to get like in line. And that's a great me time. I listen to podcasts. I scroll Instagram. I'm by myself. I'm in my own little world. It's great. And it's literally just picking up my kid. And often you call me or you call dad. Yep. Heidi, what's your final word of advice for moms listening and for yourself for dealing with mom guilt? The bottom line is mom guilt is part of the job description. My mom had it. Your mom's had it. You don't need to overdo mom guilt to be a good mom. 
you got to cut yourself some slack, right? You are the best mom your little one ever had. So give yourself a big round of applause and a big self-hug. We're all in this together. My baby love, I need you. Oh, how I need you. Thanks for listening. Remember, I'm always here for you. What to expect is always here for you. We're all in this together. For more on what you heard on today's episode, visit whattoexpect.com slash podcast. You can also check out what to expect when you're expecting, what to expect the first year, and the what to expect app. And we want to hear from you. Connect with us on our community message board or on our social media. You can find me at Heidi Murkoff and Emma at Emma Bing WTE. And of course, at What to Expect. Baby Love is performed by Riley Beaterer. What to Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. In my arms, why don't you stay? Need ya, need ya, baby love, ooh, ooh, baby love. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, and when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app.